Hi, I'm Mystic, aka Cynthia, the Gabby and Spontaneous F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're, You're listening, listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic. We are wildly curious and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love, and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey. Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power meets Mystic. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Here we are today, Michelle and Cynthia, for a special podcast from the two of us about relationships because this week is Valentine's Day and we have been collecting your questions. Yes, we have over the last, this is just like, you know, live radio on the air that's not really live. And we've been collecting your questions and we are here to answer your questions to our very best. So how are you doing today, Cynthia? I'm super excited. I love talking about relationships and getting into all that biz snatch. So um, let's get to it. And let's actually, before we get started on these questions, let's talk about Valentine's Day and all the hoo-ha that goes with it. Um, you know, Dee and I, we actually... This is the first year we're not making fun of it. So uh, we usually go to the hokiest uh, restaurants and see the, the the little cute young love that's going on. So like uh, one year we went to Red Lobster, uh, the one year we went to Bubba Gump. <laughs> Sizzler, that's a good Sizzler. one. Sizzler, yeah. And this year I was hoping to go to Applebee's, but I don't mm. think that's going to happen. So we, we will see. We will see. We will see. But I think that would be a good thing. So uh, what we do is we, we put light on it because there's so much pressure. I think there's more pressure to Valentine's Day, honestly, than there is to the winter holidays, you know, like Christmas. What yeah, think? I think there's a lot wrapped up in it. And there's a lot of memories wrapped up in it. I was reflecting today that like my Valentine's memory is that the first time I got a kiss from my special man, Scott was on valentine's day for that date that's so cute yeah so cute but now you know he's passed and no one has come to take any kind of a place in that particular position and so there's a certain amount of i want that back so you know i think there is going a lot for people on valentine's i think it's great you and d make fun of it that's that's probably better than any other response well, to be honest, I like making fun of it because I will go back to the memories of junior high, intermediate school or high school 
when you're waiting for that stupid Valentine's candy to come and it didn't happen. And so I remember spending, I mean, I don't know, at that time it was like a quarter a piece to get, to send, I don't know, chocolate kiss or something like that. And, um, and I would send it out because it made me feel better if I didn't get one back. But odds were, you know, if you send one out that there is one that's going to come back. I don't know. It's, it's that high school manipulation. You know, what our, many of our listeners don't know is we went to neighboring high schools (laughs) and what I remember from Valentine's day at my high schools was it was always a fundraiser. And I seem to remember it was the cheerleaders and they would sell carnations. And so some people would get a carnation delivered from whoever had paid no, probably a buck at the time, a buck, three bucks to have a carnation sent. And I was not a popular girl. I was not on the receiving end ever of those carnations. And so it was a feeling of being left out. Right. I was the same. And I don't know if it was carnations. Now I'm thinking, oh, maybe it was a flower. But for some reason, maybe because I'm so like food focused that it was Hershey's <laughs> Kisses. I don't know. But I do know for sure that that feeling of not having a Valentine send me something was really painful, really yep. painful. And yep. so, and so to do this with D, what, what I really believe is happening is by doing that, we are, we're easing all of our past pains together by not putting a whole lot of pressure on our Valentine's day to, to make to make up for all that pain, you know? So I like that. Well, and the questions that we receive from people, uh, they do reflect that tension, that tension in terms of what's going on with relationships. And I think, I think both you and I have a few things to say in terms of how our various practices take a look at, um, at relationships. Let's start with this. If you want to buy lingerie, Buy at any time of the year. If you want to go with no panties, Commando is welcome at any time of the year. If you want to flash somebody, remember that that is not appropriate like it used to be 30 years ago or funny like it was 30 years ago because it was. We used to all hang BAs at each other, right? If you don't know what that is, that's a bare ass hanging out the, the, the car window. So, but, you know... Treating yourself to lingerie and that kind of sexiness and, and sensualness is for any time of the year. That's the first well, thing. I, I received advice last week Ooh. that I should go out and buy a pair of red panties mm-hmm. because they would make me feel uber powerful. Plus, they were in the right place based on color chakra. So I, they're on my shopping list. <laughs> Oh, do it tomorrow. It's a perfect time to do it. I think tomorrow, I think Valentine's Day is the perfect day for me to put them on the purchased list as opposed to the shopping list. (laughs) I agree. I think that's fantastic. I think I'm going to buy something really inappropriate that I probably could have worn in my 20s and I'm just going to look at and go, isn't that funny? Isn't that cute? (laughs) That sounds great. Shall we get to our questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. What's the first one? The first question from someone in our community was, what am I doing wrong? I've been on every 
dating website and nothing is working. And since I'm the one of the two of us here with the most experience on dating websites, I will go ahead and try and give you my mind power point of view. I love it. So I've been on a number of dating websites. I have had extreme success and also a lot of non-success. I actually worked for a marketing job in dating websites at one time. And while that was a while ago and dating websites have changed a lot since then, I think it's really important to remember that dating websites are, the way I think about them is they're like hanging out a shingle to the universe that you are open for business, (laughs) that you are looking for someone. Whether or not that person comes from the dating website is a whole different question. What is important is like any other kind of manifesting is to be clear in terms of sending out a message to the universe, who you are, where your power is coming from, what be loud in reflecting your own energy and enthusiasm and know that while it doesn't happen immediately, that energy draws more like energy to itself. And I think dating websites can be an excellent way for the universe to connect two people who might have a hard time connecting any other way together, but it certainly isn't the only way. Right. So that's my, that's my thinking about dating websites. I view them as a really good way of being loud and proud in terms of telling the universe, Hey, this is something I am, I am placing my order, but in terms of actually delivering on that order, I think you're just as likely to find someone at church, at the next table, at, at at a party, um, somewhere else, because, you know, there's, there are a lot of people out there on dating websites and some of them might be perfect for you, but it might be that you're always on a different one than when your dream mate is on that one and the dating website's not how you're going to find each other. Right. Right. What do you think, Cynthia? I agree. I actually went to <laughs> this funny story. I actually went to a crab feed the other day and it was lovely in that it wasn't my school's fundraiser. It happened to be my partner D's alma mater. And, and this it gets even better. This is a K through eight um, private school in San Francisco, very small. And these people... I mean, she had people in her class that were there and they come every year for this crab feed fundraiser. Here's the cool thing. I got to meet a whole lot of people I would never have met in any other way, except while passing melted butter, Yep. you know? And so it's about being open to meeting people, not for the, not for the goal of having a mate, but just to be curious and expanding your community. I find that I find what happens is that it it builds your vitality and it makes you a whole lot sexier. So absolutely. Right. There's a whole lot to sexiness. So, so for me, sexy is confidence. It's curiosity. 
it's playfulness. It is all these things that that wraps itself up into sexy. And I like to say that I'm sexy, you know, and I'm not just sexy, I'm that I'm that sexy bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> and it really isn't about anything about, I mean, you know, it doesn't, it's not about anything except for an attitude. And and I really believe that the attitude of finding uh, a companion, let's just call them companions, right? It, finding a companion is on a much um, more spherical plane than it is a linear plane. So a lot of people end up with tunnel vision, and uh, and it's it's tricky because I believe that they're missing out on a whole lot of interesting people. You know, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. So, but I am definitely Good. with you on that. Yeah. All right. And let's move. Yes. Wait, wait, let's do one more thing. Have them, everybody listen to our episode 29, where we talk to Kat and um, her tantric dating service, which is in person and different. So yes, yes, it's in person, it's different. And it's a really interesting way of getting to meet, getting to meet people. Right. And feeling connection. Right. I agree. Yes. That's what it's all okay. about. If you don't remember, you are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters, and my co-host, Cynthia Varkavisser. We want you to rate and review our podcast, ideally right this very moment, so that we can get the word out, meet more people, find more subscribers, and make sure that you don't miss any upcoming episodes. So Cynthia, you want to tackle question number two? Let's do it. I'm All right. Down. Question number two. Will I find the person I'm looking for or do I need to settle? I love this question. I'm going to go on an intuitive, energetic level, although I'm going to keep it general. I find people um, have a very specific type in mind and they're so busy looking at the type that they forget to look at themselves. And so my question is this. One is just like what you said, right? Which is, um, are you are you being are you being um, too picky on what it is that you're looking for when you're just going out and wanting to, you know, expose to community? Now, expose yourself. Uh, you know, I will totally go into the other place that I'm not supposed to go to, but I will say, ex expose yourself. The on an energetic level, what I what I really want to say to everyone is this is about self-care and self-exploration. You deserve an awesome mate. And to do that, you got to be really interesting to yourself. It's in that interest to yourself that you vibe higher, and then you will attract the mate that you're looking for. Otherwise, law of attra attraction is you're going to end up with some snore and you nobody wants to snooze, but that also means that there's a vibe that you're sending out that's a little bit snooze-ish as well. What do you think, Michelle? I think that's true. I also think that finding a mate can be kind of like walking through the jungle. Like 
<laughs> you you got to walk past quite a few different trees and some grasses and maybe a swamp or two before you're going to find that right person. And it's it's it is a matter of knowing yourself well enough to realize that somebody isn't a great match and it's time to just keep hunting, keep working yourself through the jungle. I I don't think people should settle. I don't think that's usually a good solution. I think people who, well, I'm thinking back to a girlfriend now, this girlfriend continually dated losers, always dated losers. And really what was going on? She settled super quickly. She settled super quickly on someone who wasn't a good guy. And that's no way to live. I don't think it's any way to live. I think it's not great to settle, but you might have to keep looking. And as you're, I totally agree with you, Cynthia, you've got to get out. You've got to be open-minded. You've got to take yourself places that you might not have been before. You have to be optimistic. You have to shine. And the more that you can shine, the easier it will be to find someone who's vibing at your energy. Right. Well, I mean, you know that we, I just came back from a cruise and it was with a bunch of women business owners and it was about blissing in your business. Now, here's the funny thing. We were having so much fun doing our work. We all became really attractive. We became very flirty and flirty, not like, let's see who we can grab, but so much fun that you couldn't help but take that joy and, and, you know, spread it out in certain ways and be a little bit ridiculous, a little bit loud, a little bit bold. And that is sexy. And, or let's not call it sexy. It's attractive because it's attractive, right? Everyone wants to have a good time. Everyone wants to feel better. And when you find that person who comes up to you and says, I, I want to feel better with you. You're having such a great time. There is a connection, you know, there's a connection. And, you know, it's, it's a really lovely thing to, to be joyful and have someone so inspired by your energy and your vitality that they come up and they've instantly raised their energy level as well. So there's, there's something to be said about being that person. And I, I want people to take that to heart because, okay, I'm going to say something that makes me really unpopular and, but it's true. Love is an emotion. Emotions are finite and they're sloppy. So the other thing too, is to really sit down and go, okay, love is an emotion. So what is it that I'm looking for in love? What is it that I want people to make me feel or how I want to feel when I'm with this person? And then let's just be realistic that I am not going to feel that way 24 seven, no matter what. That's just the way it is. You know, sometimes I just wake up cranky. I mean, I feel sorry for you when I wake up on those cranky days, because I know you're going to get a little bit of, you know, crabby, crabby jabber. So, well, uh, okay. I agree with you. Love is an emotion. But I also wrote a meditation, I think about a year ago, that focused on the idea that love is also a verb. 
And I think it's very important that if you are looking to bring love into your life, whether that's romantic love or more love from your kids or more love, whatever, you need to remember that love is a verb. Meaning you show love to people by how you smile at people in the morning. You show love to people by bringing in the mail for the household. You show love to people by putting dinner on the table. But love itself is a verb. And I think it's really important that if you want love in your life, that you remember to recognize all the ways that you are demonstrating love by your actions, your movement, your doing stuff. I love that. I I will agree with you on that one because to get into that love talk on Valentine's Day will make me very, very unpopular. So I want to go to the other direction, which is demonstrating love is really awesome and being very aware of what makes you feel loved is just as important. And to be able to tell somebody that, you know, um, I'm a physical touch type of girl, which is funny because hugging makes me uncomfortable. So it's a, it's a weird, yeah, it's a one, two hug. And then maybe it's a little bit of a tighter squeeze. And then if it's too long or when people kind of like shake, you know, rock with me and I'm like, Ooh, I don't know how long this is going to go. I, I, I can't sink into it, you know? So it's one, two, bro. <laughs> Maybe it's all the martial arts coming back at you, Cynthia. <laughs> a lot of love there with the with the martial arts, but but yeah, but to express to be able to express what makes you feel good is so very important, and it doesn't mean that everybody has to be that person for you a hundred percent of the time. But when you really really need it, you know that the people who love you are going to bring it to you exactly the way you want it. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Do we want to jump on to question three? Yeah, this is my favorite one. You know that. Okay. We're going to let you answer it first. The question is, how do I learn more about my relationship with my higher self? Love this question. To me, that is the ultimate love. Because that love is greater than yourself. And um, higher self is connected to everything. It's very personal, which is why I'm really glad you and I are going to just, you know, riff on this. Um, to me, loving my higher self is sitting down and having some quiet time. I don't even call it meditation anymore. Where I sit down and I do my gratitudes, you know, and I ask for, I ask for the highest lessons. I ask to be of the greatest service. And then I just kind of listen and have a conversation. And the conversations are usually short, but by doing that, I know that I am actively invested in a thing. I'll call it myself, my higher self or God or the universe, but it's much more it's much greater than myself. And so then there's, then everything that I'm doing actually has a, a, a greater purpose. And so that's my relationship. Everybody is different. And I know, I know that yours is uh, slightly different 
And I, I love the way you connect with your higher self as well. A lot of my connecting with my higher self is walking and hiking and forest bathing. Yeah. I just am in a different place, a much more healing place, a place that can, a place that can, a place where I can take those arrows of life. They just somehow kind of melt away or they feel like they were from a different place and being in the forest just it just soothes me. It calms me down. And I think it, I think, and this is kind of a mind power thing. Part of it is that the, the forest earth, all of that has its own frequency. Right. And our minds naturally shift more into the frequency of nature when we go and sit in nature and absorb it and really allow nature to surround us. And if you think about it, I mean, that's the evolution of humanity was in nature. How, how long have we been in houses and going to grocery stores? A, a, a twinkle yeah. of an eye, nothing. Yeah. And so when I think about sort of my relationship with my higher self, when do I hear from my higher self? When do I kind of have those moments? They're most frequently when I'm walking outdoors and, and oftentimes in a redwood forest, which is why it's been very hard to move away from Northern California. Yeah. They are majestic, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and to know that they have a, a shallow root system that spreads and connects so that all redwoods really are connected. So there is a, a communication that happens. It's it's a really beautiful thing. Um, and so I totally get it. For me, it's the water. So as soon as I hear water, see water, a part of me just kind of melts and just mm-hmm. relaxes in a way that, and there's a rhythm to it. So the rhythm of the water, the rhythm of the waves, it just, what that does, it, it helps me get back into the rhythm of my true self, which of course the true self is connected to everything. I think the other piece of this is that part of that connection to the higher self is really a connection in and through the heart. It is not so much, I don't believe, through the head. No. It is it is being being present and valuing those internal feelings that inter- those internal things you can't invisibles things you can't describe or reason and allowing them to be heard and to guide you as a person we don't we live in such a rational, logical, driven world that we don't spend a lot of time in that heart energy. And I think that's kind of, you know, it's not that God didn't create logic and trees and things like that, but to really experience a full-blown 
relationship with your higher self in my mind is to be present and guided by the feelings of the heart. I agree. I, the words that I use is surrender. So Mm -hmm. I, I, um, it gives me a moment to put my pettiness away and just surrender to the thing that's deeper or the silence. I think it's the silence that's deeper than all that crap that, you know, swirls around inside and outside of our bodies. And to, to value, right, it's true, to value your time, your body, your breath, and even your feelings, that you, you treasure your feelings so much that you get to put them aside for just a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just be, just be in sync with something bigger than yourself. You know, the tree sitting, sitting at the base of a tree. Fantastic. Agreed. Agreed. I love love our energy shifted with this, with this question. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Yeah, Yeah, it did. It's a sweet, sweet question. Do you want to, is there anything that you want to add to that? No, I mean, with that, I want to make sure that even if it's a corny, stupid, and maybe should be dropped off the list holiday, I do want to wish our listeners a happy Valentine's Day and happiness in all of your relationships, not just with your Valentines, but the relationships you have with your family, your friends, and most importantly, with yourself. I agree. Uh, let's just call it Happy Heart Day. Happy Heart Day. Happy Heart Day. Happy, happy heart, heart Day, day. to you, Cynthia. <laughs> happy Heart Day to you, Michelle. May it be fantastic every day. I love that. Cynthia, what events do you have coming up that you want to let our listeners know about? Well, you're going to love this from your heart to shut the fuck up and listen. We have... <laughs> I have a four-day event coming up. It's amazing because it actually helps you get down into what is your what is your spiritual purpose and what is the calling that uh, drives that spiritual purpose or that the spiritual purpose drives actually. So that's what STFU and Listen to Your Heart is, which is March 23rd through 26th in Middletown, California, which is um, uh, an hour and a half north of san francisco and if that's uh too much mustard for for you and people out there in uh, podcast land then i invite you to a session of strip down with stuck so it's a 20 minute coaching with me to take something that that you're stuck with strip it down to its purpose uh i'm sorry to its essence turn it on its ass and uh, make some action items out of it so we can uh, move beyond. So that's what I got going on. Uh, what you got going on, my friend? I have my monthly Nourish and Flourish coming up in March. This is a group hypnosis uh, over lunch in a Zoom call. It is going to be on Friday, March 17th at 12 p.m. Pacific. And also coming up in March, I have a new class called Mindset Madness, get your head in the game. And that's going to be on March 14th in the evening. It's going to be all about mindset, 
setting goals, and then a hypnosis to help you focus on something you want to achieve. And we can find the, all these things in the show notes below, as well as hit us up on Facebook, LinkedIn. We have groups. We There are so many different ways to find us. And uh, yeah, so come and take a look at our little other bits of ourselves. Absolutely. Right? All right. Happy heart day, Cynthia. Happy heart day to you. Thank you so much for being my mind power partner. And I'm so glad you're back from your cruise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's remind everybody. We've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. It's an amazing podcast. Please like us, follow us, tell your friends and loved ones, because we have a shitload of knowledge to drop on you, right? (laughs) Every week. Every week. All right. Till next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic.